Hello, family, and welcome to this episode of the Infinite Energy Podcast. Today's a fun one. It's the energy of dreams. You have them, we have them. Let's talk about them in today's episode. Hi, we're sisters Kay and Chai, and we're the hosts of the Infinite Energy Podcast. We believe that everyone has the power to live a more energized, optimistic, and fulfilling life. In every episode, we share tips and techniques for harnessing your own power and creating the life you deserve. Get ready to ignite and discover the limitless power of Infinite Infinite Energy. We're just going to go ahead and get this out of the way because before the episode, we were being sister geeks. And for some reason, saying the word dreams as dreams is really funny. So now you guys are in the family, too. Welcome to the energy of dreams. The energy of dreams. (laughs) Dreams. We're talking about dreams. Sometimes they feel like dreams. Uh, Let's call them dreams when you forget them, right? Because Mm. most of us have dreams all the time. And and I always ask the kids when when I have to wake them up for something, I say, were you having a dream? And they go, "Mm mm-hmm. And I go, what was it about? And you can just watch the process, the process we all know, the process where you're grabbing and grabbing and grabbing, but it's flying away. And I always say to them, is it flying away? And they say, yeah, it is. So those are your dreams. But hopefully (laughs) you remember some of your dreams dreams, because those are all we want to talk about today. So let's dive into a couple of definitions here for the energy of dreams. (laughs) All right. Our definitions of the word dream, we've got two of them for you today. The first one is a series of thoughts, images, and sensations occurring in a person's mind during sleep. So literally those dreams, or if you forget them, your drums. And then number two, a cherished aspiration, ambition, or ideal. So your waking dreams, your conscious desires, the wants of your heart. We might do at a later date an episode on that second definition. Today, we're going to talk mostly about the literal meaning of dreams because it's something that fascinates both of us. And if you've done any study on dreams, it likely fascinates you as well because there are theories as to why we dream, but science doesn't actually know specifically why we dream and even broader, actually the specific reason why we sleep. So it's kind of this really cool human mystery but I, from his history up until present moment, there's been a lot of emphasis on dreams. And as Kay said, we all have them. We all remember some of them. And, and most of us have a handful that have impacted us throughout our lives. Now, there are three primary theories that come forward when we think about and start talking about dreams from a scientific sense. Now, the first theory is the memory consolidation theory. Now, this theory suggests that dreams play a role in memory consolidation, which is the process of strengthening and integrating newly acquired information into long-term memory. Now, whether our dreams do or don't play a role in this, I will say from personal experience that I've watched this happen with my son and my daughter when they are babies. My, my baby boy right now is 14 months old, and I can tell you that I watch him integrate things in his sleep that he, di- ha- that he experiences for the first time the day before and the next day, it's like he knows what happened. Like he's got this ingrained memory of what happened the day prior. Now, whether this happens through the process of his dreams or not, I've always found it really fascinating that it seems like our babies are integrating these memories daily in their sleep. 
right? We know from that broad perspective that while we sleep, processes are, are scrubbing our brains and body. And so this theory is telling us that dreams really uh, are, are kind of a byproduct of our brain doing its maintenance, doing its scrubbing, filing and organizing all of the information that it took in through the day. And, and our conscious mind that's in there floating around happens to get to experience some of it in a, in a random co collection of uh, images and sensations. Now, the next popular theory is the emotional processing theory. According to this particular dream theory, your dreams serve as a, a mechanism for emotional processing and regulation. Okay. Okay. Now let's talk about some personal experience here, gang. Like y'all ever had a stress dream? Like you wake up and you're, you're sweating or you wake up and you're like, you, you forgot something or you're late for something and you, your adrenaline is pumping, right? Emotional processing is likely something that you have experienced firsthand from your dreams. Right, in this theory, we're talking about the fact that dreams really provide a safe space for an individual to explore emotions, to process interactions, to consider responses and reactions to different things. So it, being able to have this internal space where our conscious mind is freed so that our subconscious and unconscious mind can process the emotional uh, uh, waves that were happening throughout the day is an interesting take. And I know, SK, you mentioned, right, I think we probably all had those things where we've been stressed from a dream or something is really stressing you out in real life. And then it stresses you out in your dream. Sometimes I'll wake up and say, I worked all night. Have you ever had that before? You work through your dream all night. We've all been there, right? We've done that. Um, or like uh, when we used to serve for years and years, mm -hmm. we still get stress server dreams, right? Emotionally processing what it's like to deal with the onslaught of, of guests at a squeeze in. So I can see the validity here on, on this theory. Now, the final theory that we bring forward is the problem solving and creativity theory. This theory proposes that dreams facilitate problem solving, creative thinking, and innovative insights. It says that during the dreaming, the brain engages in associative thinking and the recombination of ideas, often without the constraints of logical reasoning or external constraints. These dreams present alternative perspectives, new connections, and imaginative solutions to complex problems, leading to creative breakthroughs upon awakening. Now, many of us have likely experienced this as well, or we've at least heard of this in the tales, right? Oh, I saw it in a dream. I knew how to build it after it came to me in a dream or this happened in a dream and then I made it a reality. And so this can be the source of inspiration, this place where the chatter of the conscious mind finally takes a back seat and allows your subconscious to come forward, maybe with insight or inspiration that's valuable to your true self. Now, like any scientific approach, these theories are actually best when they are presented together. What we know is that it's likely nothing happening in a mutually exclusive way, that that all of these are ranking in terms of why we dream. They have some part to play in the dream function, and they likely, our dreams serve multiple functions across these different ways. But these are the three different places where the theory has emerged the strongest, and we can really center on why it is that we dream, uh, especially when sometimes those dreams seem pretty out there. Now, as we get into the next segment and start to talk about into the ways that dreams bring forward special insights into our lives and how our subconscious mind may be interpreting things that come forward, we want you to think about some dreams that you have had, not 
those dreams that are your goals or your aspirations or like the practical dreams. We're talking about like, what's a dream that you had while you were sleeping? It could have been years ago. It could have been last week that you can't stop thinking about. Now, when this topic first came forward, I, I have a dream personally that I had when I was about three, maybe even four years old. I have not ever forgotten that dream. We are now here 25 years later and I still think about that dream on the regular. So like, what are the dreams that don't leave you alone? Could be a good ones, could be bad ones. But the point of this exercise is to just rack your memory a little bit and see if you can shake up that subconscious and bring it to the conscious and give yourself some proof of the pudding of the dream so we can talk about what some of the symbolism might mean for you. Right, many call dreams the window to the subconscious mind. And so as you look at those dreams in your little collection, we can think about how our subconscious mind was maybe play, employing some of those theories, some memory consolidation, some emotional processing, some problem solving and creative thinking. Uh, and we look forward to diving more into that on the next segment, so stay tuned. We're talking leadership this week, and one of the organizations we are so proud to be at the helm of is the Neuroencoding Institute. We got to co-found the Neuroencoding Institute alongside Dr. Joseph McClendon III, amazing, world-renowned neuropsychologist and incredible mentor and teacher. If you're at all interested in learning more about what the Neuroencoding Institute does and what it can do for you, please visit neuroencoding.com. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. the language of dreams is such an interesting landscape because it is very dimensional because the human experience is dimensional, right? And then dreams don't have any constraints of matter. So they get to have the human experience overlaid with zero uh, uh, laws of nature and voila, you get some real weird stuff <laughs> in that mixture. The first one being you may find in your dreams that they can be full of symbolism and metaphor. Right. There's uh, they often present scenarios, objects or people that can carry a deeper meaning. They can represent repressed desires, unresolved conflicts, maybe emotionally impactful things that you experience throughout the day or earlier in your life. Uh, the, uh, like our ability to analyze and interpret these symbols can often reveal for us hidden aspects of our of our character that weren't aware to us before. Sometimes it's about when you wake up asking yourself the reflective question of, was there something symbolic in the actions or the images that came to me in that particular dream? Now, uh, there was a time where Shyla and I were really heavily involved in the operational overwhelm, if you will, of the restaurant companies, as well as trying to balance some outside projects. And, and we were pretty darn overwhelmed, Shy. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you remember, but at the time I was having a recurring dream. Do you remember? I do. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember what it was? No, not off curious. the top of my head, but I remember the recurring dream. 
dream. I was having a recurring dream at the time of a tidal wave. It didn't matter yeah. where I was. I could be at a yes, hotel. Right. I could be at a beach. I could, we could be driving on the road, but I, I kept having this recurring dream of a tidal wave. And as we kept asking myself of what does this mean? What is the symbolism here? It really helped me to understand that I needed recalibration. We needed recalibration in regards to our work life in order to make things more balanced so that I wasn't feeling crushed emotionally and and by this onslaught of operations that was happening. And this was really translating into my dream. So sometimes being able to look at the symbolism in your dream and say, what does it mean? Can maybe give you an insight to emotions that you aren't willing to look at when you're waking. Similarly, I had a dream a couple of years ago while we were navigating some interesting business partnerships, relationships, uh, some dissolving, some emerging, just really there was a complex kind of geography of business relationships that we were navigating. And I had a very vivid dream. It wasn't reoccurring. It was only once. It only needed to happen once for it to stick with me so heavily. But Kay and I were on a landmass and we were getting to an island and we were navigating a singular sandbar from the landmass to the island. And on either side were massive sharks and they were very dangerous but we weren't in danger. And I knew if we stayed on the sandbar, I knew if we stayed on our path that we could swim with the sharks without getting eaten by the sharks. And I knew that when I woke up immediately, there was no question in my mind. I knew that this was the symbolism of the of what we were navigating, the literal dangerous waters that we were navigating from a business sense, knowing that there was a route to the island, but it was narrow and we had to stay on it. <laughs> and it was a narrow route. We did stay on it and the, the sharks are still in the water, but we're doing pretty we're good. We're on the island. We made it from the landmass. Now, okay. The next way that dreams can help us to express is through emotional expression. Now, maybe you've had a dream where, oh, maybe you've had a dream before where your lover cheats on you and you see it. Have you ever had this dream, huh? How good do you feel with real life lover when you wake up after seeing dream lover? Dude, like... I get, I get mad. I don't know about y'all, but I have gotten legit mad. Like you kissed dream girl in my dream and that's not okay with me. Right. But these, um, this emotional expression of jealousy inside of a dream is I think it would be a lashing of love, right? The, the, the love lashing happening inside of your brain that says, Oh, well, I, can, I will also be jealous of that person or whatever that is. Right. But these emotional expressions happen in our dreams and they're so powerful and palpable that sometimes when we wake up, it can literally feel real. Uh, another one is our unconscious thoughts and desires. So our dreams can help reveal those, right? When we're sleeping, we don't have the mental constructs of, of your personality kind of filtering things for you. And so the subconscious is able to just fast process and present things in a way that isn't filtered through that prism. And so the impulses that can come up aren't consciously recognized or acknowledged in our waking time, which means that dreams can often provide that ground. Maybe you've had the dream where you're the one cheating and you feel sick to your stomach in that dream and you wake up and you are just so emotionally relieved. Oh my God, I didn't make that terrible bad mistake, right? Like I bet for those of you who've been married long, like I have, you've had a couple of those where you're like, even in your dream, you're like, what the hell am I doing? What am I doing? And then you wake up and you're like, oh my God, thank God, right? But who knows where that comes from, whether it's an emotional expression, whether it's the randomness of the subconscious or some repressed desire. This is one of those things that it demonstrates to us that there is no mental 
construct of your personality when it comes to your dreams expressing. <laughs> nope, none at all, which is why your dreams can even pull from both your personal memories and get this, collective memories. Yes, dreams often incorporate fragments of both personal memories and experiences, as well as elements from collective memories and cultural influences. So you may have had a dream where you're like, what the heck? You wake up and you're like, I've never seen that flower in my life. And then that afternoon, you're reading a book and it's like, wow, it's this Isis flower that comes directly from the Nile in Egypt and that's important and it sets you off on this path and it allows you more self-discovery. So, right, so we can bring in dreams, can even pull in symbolism that's important for you that comes from collective memory, from subconscious uh, collection when you're out and about in your day and in your world, and then present them to you in a time that makes sense for you if you're actively asking the question of what does it mean? We know this is reflected because you've probably had the experience of like watching a show right before you go to bed like a show that's really intense. Did you not dream about that show, right? Yeah, of course you did, right? Oh, my, the level of Game of Thrones, yeah, like dreams that I've had. We would have to say we can't watch it right before bed because a lot of shows are just too intense and then you take it to bed with you, right? And you're dreaming in that and you're kind of stressed about the characters and things, right? So you got to find a different time to watch it. That would be a perfect example of just that kind of collective memory, right? You're having this experience on behalf of others, but it's emotionally impactful for you. And so that's expressing later in your dreams. We also have that problem solving and creativity piece, that window into the subconscious, right? This is where the subconscious is getting able to be really creative. There's some famous stories of folks dreaming up the formula, right? The breakthrough comes to them in a dream. Uh, the title of the book comes to them in a dream. So having that ability to have a creative breakthrough during the sleeping space is one of those ways that people often say dreaming is the window to the subconscious mind. In our final segment, we're going to get into a little bit of the historical and cultural significance of dreams across different civilizations. Stay tuned. One of our proudest business accomplishments is what we've been able to do with Squeeze In Franchising. The Squeeze In is a breakfast lunch restaurant featuring the best omelets on the planet, and it's been around for almost 50 years, and now you can have a squeeze in in your community. We've seen how this business transformed our families, and now we are so excited to offer this to families around the country to see how this little restaurant might change their family and their community. If you're wondering how to set up your adult children for legacy and success through a small business, then the squeeze in is an option we urge you to consider. Come find out more about squeeze in franchising at squeezein.com. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. a dream of ours that is in the vein of a dream that is a goal is to have you, our dear listener, subscribe to this beautiful, wonderful podcast. And if you could drop us a review while we're at it, we would be so appreciative. And while you're doing that, let's just, I, you know, we haven't even talked about any songs that have dreams in them. <laughs> like the, Okay. So we got Dreamweaver. Okay. We got A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. So you're on it. We got Dreams, Dreams, Dreams from Tangled. 
I got That's some dreams. dreams. I got some right. dreams. See, I can't. I'm, I for some reason I'm only thinking of that one Fleetwood Mac song, and I can't think of anything but the. So that song, but it's called Dreams, right? Okay. Well, and then what about Aerosmith? Dream on, a dream on, right? A popular subject for songs. Hopefully that got you enough time <laughs> to hit that subscribe button, maybe leave a comment or a review. Let's get back into the history of dreams because it turns out it's been fascinating human beings for literally thousands of years. I mean, how could it not? Before there was any form of imagery outside of our minds, before there was paint on the wall, before there were pictures on the canvas, before there were movies on the screen, there were dreams in our minds. And, and what a trip, right? Like, like that is the most vivid experience that you get. I think the second closest thing that, that I get to that level of immersion is probably inside movies and TV mm -hmm. when it's not actual life. And so so what a different thing for people to experience. Now, one of the places that really found dreams as a central part of their culture was ancient Egypt. Now, dreams held great significance in ancient Egyptian culture and were considered a form of divine communication. Egyptians believed that dreams were a means for the gods to reveal their will and to provide guidance, which is interesting because as we've layered over, you know, it can be that creative problem-solving space where the answer comes to you in a dream. Now, where more primitive cultures are looking for uh, to make connections between real-world occurrences and divine uh, um, intervention, they might say that that problem came to you from the divine source. I think it's fascinating to look at how the ancient Egyptians considered dreams and treated them. They believed in the concept of prophetic dreams, right? So really thought that some people had the ability to have dreams that would foretell the future or future events. They also had a, com a complex system of dream interpretation, often consulting priests or dream interpreters known as mystagogues. That's pretty cool. Right? I like that one a lot. Now, dream interpretation in ancient Egypt involved analyzing symbols and actions and emotions within the dreams, as well as their potential connection to the waking life or to future events. Now, we're not saying that the ancient Egyptians were right or wrong in this, but maybe there is some validity here for you to start doing some self-examination on your dreams as uh, you have them and as they may have meaning for you. Now, the Ancient Greeks also found a lot of meaning within dreams. Dreams played a prominent role in that in the Greek culture as they were seen as messages from the gods or reflections of the dreamer's psyche. Right. In ancient Greece, there's even a god, Morpheus, for dreams. Right. So there's a whole realm, a sleep realm, the god Hypnos, where, I, of course, you uh, recognize that from uh, hypno being hypnotized. That's where that word comes from. That's the god of sleep. And then his son, Morpheus, is the god of dreams. And then we have Phantasos, the god of fantasies. So we there's this realm of dreams and sleep in ancient Greece that we see. There's a lot that is focused on it. Uh, we have Aristotle and Plato, even looking at philosophically the meaning of dreams. And we often have Greek temples being, uh, being part of um, uh, looking to bring forward dreams and others in these sleep incubation places. Now let's take a hop across the pond from Greece and bring that over to the Native American That's tribes. That is a few ponds. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> it's a pond and a half. Come on now. It's all a pond. <laughs> it's 
isn't it? Yeah. Yes. The ocean, right? What We're not getting into that right now. Anyways, Native American tribes found a lot of significance in, in dreaming. They had rich traditions and beliefs that surrounded dreams, and they considered them a source of spiritual insights and guidance. Dreams were seen as a way for individuals to communicate with the spirit world, ancestors, or with their animal spirits. Native American cultures often emphasize dream interpretation as part of spiritual practices and rituals, which is amazing because it, we see that the Greeks had places where people would have this dream interpretation happen right inside the temples. There were there were these sleep incubation places where they would do dream interpretation. We then see the Egyptians have special priests dedicated toward helping with dream interpretation. We then see the Native Americans also having a, a well-known symbol called cultures where their symbols have common meanings and they build structure around pulling things from their dreams. And so this isn't like it, this wasn't isolated to one geographical space. This wasn't something that was taught from one person to the next. Your dreams mean something. This is something that is organically coming or has come organically from humans as we fumble through our world and, and stumble across these dreams and say, what the heck do these have for us? We can't talk about Native American tribes and dreaming without talking about that symbol. Come on. Uh, the dream catcher, right? Something that probably you had one in your room. I know I had one. It was a fun thing you got to pick Still up. Still have one. At fairs, <laughs> right? My, my youngest daughter has one. The dream catcher is a Native American cultural symbol that's believed to filter out the negative or harmful dreams while allowing the positive and meaningful ones to pass through. So you hang it in your room, by your bed, so it can be that dream catcher. And as a kid, I, my dream catcher gave me some comfort when I, you know, about nightmares, like, oh yeah, the dream catcher was like, it was like your, your cootie shot, right? Like, you know, it didn't do anything, but it kind of made you feel better. And, and I, I think that it's a really neat cultural symbol that we get from the Native American tribes. We also know that these, uh, that many tribes would collectively come together specifically to talk about their dreams. So again, we're seeing from many different cultures that dreams are something that are revered, discussed, analyzed, debated, and philosophized. So whether you're having dreams or maybe you're having drums, we hope that you have had fun coming alongside us today as we talk about the energy of dreams, talking about the energy of the dreams that we have when we sleep, not the dreams that we carry when we wake. And we want to leave you today with the encouragement to take some heed of your dreams. Look from ancient cultures to modern psychologists, dreams are a source of fascination, but they can also be a source of inspiration, problem solving, and uh, for maybe some creative thinking for your life that can help you to stoke the energies that ultimately help you live the life of your dreams. <laughs> hey, there's that word. We hope that this has been a fun episode for you. If you've had some dreams that you want to share, shoot them over your way and, you know, do your best to try to remember those dreams in the beginning. Maybe jot them down, maybe text them to yourself. They can be really interesting for you to have a look at when you're fully awake later. But until next time, please know that this episode comes at you with a tremendous amount of love from your sisters, Kay and Shai. This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.